Cooling Down, my weekly market review, 15th of January, 2023. The highlight of the week, the all-important latest consumer price index measure of retail inflation numbers, came out before the market opened on Thursday and showed a continued cooling of inflation right in line with forecasts. Headline CPI fell 0.1% between November and December following a 0.1% increase the previous month. Over the past 12 months, the index is up 6.5%, falling from 7.1% a month earlier. Core CPI, which excludes food and fuel costs, rose by 0.3% month-to-month and 5.7% year-on-year, the smallest 12-month gain since late 2021. The previous month, those numbers had been up 0.2% and up 6% respectively. This all appears to imply that inflation may indeed be falling at a faster rate than growth, and that's exactly what the markets want to see. While stocks broadly reacted quite positively to the data in Thursday's session, even though it was essentially as expected, the bond market had more trouble making up its mind. The benchmark 10-year Treasury interest rate initially traded lower to around 3.47%, a sign that the bond market was happy. But then it moved back up again to around 3.56%, only to reverse course in the late morning and move back down again to close at the low of the day, 3.45%. The strong general market consensus in the immediate aftermath of the CPI report was that the Fed will raise Fed funds rate by another quarter of a point when it meets on January 31st and February 1st to consider its next interest rate move, with the outcome of the meeting after that on March 15th and 16th still up for debate. Stocks continue to form solidly, but not spectacularly, on Friday, going into a three-day weekend, almost as if traders were nervous of being over-optimistic after what had been a broadly positive few days. Markets had started the week floating slowly higher on not much news in advance of the CPI report. This is a welcome change from most of last year when a lack of news or any other catalyst usually resulted in the default scenario of a steady drift lower. Those analysts who dragged themselves out of bed early on Tuesday looking for further clues in Fed Chair Jerome Powell's speech to the Swedish Central Bank in Stockholm were probably left disappointed. Although he did reiterate how inflation is the devil saying that price stability was the bedrock of a healthy economy and how it provides the public with immeasurable benefits over time. The heads of three Federal Reserve banks tried to throw cold water on the idea that recent indications that inflation may be easing will lead policymakers to pull back on raising interest rates and magically pivot to lower rates anytime soon. Atlanta Federal Reserve Bank Rafael Bostic said that he expects interest rates to be above 5% by early in the second quarter and remain there for a long time. He said, we are just going to have to hold our resolve. San Francisco Federal Reserve Bank Mary Daly also indicated rates needed to go above 5%. She said that the Fed has to continue boosting rates and keep them high until the job is well and truly done. 
Uberhawk James Bullard of the St. Louis Fed said that rates should be swiftly moved up to above 5%, which is about three quarters of a percent higher than where we are now, and that the Fed should then play a game of wait and see what happens before deciding on the next move. The market took all of these comments in its stride, however. As I mentioned last week, many large investors are starting to believe that the Fed's bark is worse than its bite and are becoming less and less intimidated by what Jerome Powell and his lieutenants are coming out and saying in press conferences and on highly scripted TV and radio interviews, and are convinced that the Fed will be forced to act on the data rather than on its own rhetoric. They also see a growing chance that the data might indicate that inflation is becoming close to under control and the elusive so-called soft landing, inflation conquered without the economy tipping into a damaging recession, can be achieved. In fact, if you take the last three months worth of CPI, admittedly a small cherry-picked sample, but stay with me here, and annualize it, that implies an annual inflation rate of just 1.6%. Attention swiftly turned to earnings on Friday as Q4 2022 season got underway, and the initial results were decent enough. Wells Fargo, JP Morgan, Bank America, and Citigroup all gained around 2 to 3% on Friday after releasing earnings data that can be described as somewhere between adequate and quite good. The generally positive vibes were also bolstered by a report showing a jump in consumer sentiment. So far, 29 S&P 500 companies have reported Q4 2022 results, with 23 of them coming in better than expected. While only a tiny sample size at a very early stage, it is already starting to raise hopes that corporate earnings may not be in quite as much trouble as had been feared. The recent renewed weakness in the US dollar is helping a lot in regard to forward guidance for many companies. For the week, the S&P 500 gained a solid 2.7% and the Nasdaq ran up 4.8%.